The readings from Luke chapter 2, um, verses 41 to 52, which is on page 1028. Luke 2, 41 to 52. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Why don't we go before God and begin with prayer. Father, thank you for this day you've given us. Thank you for Christ and just remembering why Christ came into the world. And also remembering, Lord, also, Lord, that he is our saviour. He is our Lord. That we can entrust him and put our soul, uh, entrust our souls to Jesus. I thank you for that comfort that we can remember over Christmas, Lord. And I thank you, I thank you that today we can learn more of Christ and the way he lived. And through the way he lived, Lord, his relationship to you and how much more that can give us comfort. I pray that will be the case today, Lord. I pray you fill me with your spirit. I pray we'll all be glorifying Christ as we know and learn of your truth. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. This Christmas, we learn of Jesus Christ and why he came into the world and him as saviour. But sometimes, and sometimes we often think of Jesus and we think of him as saviour, but sometimes there's, there's, little more, there's little knowledge about, about who he is and his person, about the nature of Jesus Christ. And it wasn't just that Jesus Christ came as a saviour, but it was much more than that, much, much more than that. And as we read and read more of the Bible, we understand that it wasn't just that Jesus came in the world to be saviour. Jesus Christ came to also fulfil God's will. And he came as the God-man. And those will be our lessons today. And we should really listen and treasure that as we learn that from our passage today. So let me just begin with our passage today. Between the verses of 41 and then 42, we see a bit of our scene to 
our um, extract. We see Mary and Joseph go to Jerusalem. From Nazareth, they go to Jerusalem, a four to five day journey, they do that. And they go with a company of relatives and neighbors to the festival of Passover. As a reminder, the Passover was a festival that Israel, the people of Israel celebrated, remembering God freed them from the captivity of Egypt when they were slaves. And also, along with Mary and Joseph, we see that Jesus is with them. Jesus is also going with them to the festival of Passover. And Jesus was 12 years old. Now, there's an important thing here. He was going with them, and he was 12 years old. He wasn't 13. If he was 13, he would then have to be accountable to put into practice the brave things that Mary and Joseph were going to do. So Jesus being 12 years old was one year old, was one year away from being fully accountable to God. And while he was 12 years old, he would have been learning, learning about the Bible, learning about the Old Testament, learning about God. So when he reaches 13, he can actually live that life fully, for he'd be then accountable to God. So that's the scene, they're going to the temple. But now we have our first lesson. Our first lesson is this. The boy Jesus fulfilling his father's plan. The boy Jesus fulfilling his father's plan. Read with me between verses 34 and 30, 30, ah, 30, I said 30, 43 and 49. Look at me in these verses. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Then you know I had to be in my father's house. But they did not understand what he was saying. Just to give you a sort of description of the scene, the understanding. So we see, again, we should have seen that in Jerusalem, they're going to the synagogue for the festival of Passover. But as they finished that, and they're about to leave to go all the way back to Nazareth, the four to five day journey, Jesus stays behind. The boy Jesus stays behind. And you notice, he didn't ask for permission. He didn't say, by the way, Mary and Joseph, I'm gonna stay, you go. No, he didn't even give them notice. It's odd, he was a child, 12 years old. Um, children don't get any ideas, by the way. But to Mary's and Joseph's understanding, they think that he's with their company, he's in 
their company, their relatives and the, the party that they're with going back to Nazareth. And so you can imagine Joseph speaking to Mary. Mary, is, is, is Jesus back there? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he is. But as they start to be questioned and to, to think, they grow anxious and say, where is actually Jesus in amongst this party of us who are going back to Nazareth? And do you know what they realise? They realise that Jesus Christ is no longer with them. He's no longer with them. Jesus Christ is in Jerusalem. And we'll see why later on. But you notice with me, when Jesus Christ is in Jerusalem, remembering that Luke has written this book, he has compiled, he has asked eyewitnesses, every bit of description, he's compiled them in this book. And he's writing them to someone so they may be certain of why Jesus Christ came and certain of their faith. They're putting Christ. And so you realize that Luke doesn't say, where did Jesus sleep? Or how did he eat? Or how did he keep safe as a 12-year-old boy in Jerusalem when he was with no parents? But what he does say is that he highlights one key important thing. Now, you can imagine, if you are children here, if, you were, if your parents left you and, and you, you were someone special, I, I know some of you would definitely wander around, wouldn't you? I know some of you are smiling at me. You would definitely wander around and you'd think, what can I do here? Or you may be a bit, a bit scared. But Jesus Christ, again, he's not us. Jesus Christ, he spent his time as we recorded here, he spent his time listening and engaging, answering. He was in the very midst of teachers of the law of God. He was in the midst of Bible teachers, teachers of Israel. Imagine, 12 years old. And you know what was so more, more amazing than that? These teachers who were encircled around Jesus Christ when he was 12 years old, they were amazed at his understanding. Yes, of course, in the Jewish culture, you would grow up as a child and you'll be taught the word of God, how to follow the word of God. But they had never seen anything like it. Jesus Christ in the midst of them, showing amazing understanding, far greater than themselves. They never see nothing like it. And then you enter Mary and Joseph. After searching, searching far and wide for Jesus, they enter in and they see Jesus as well doing the same thing. Listening, questioning, answering. And they're amazed as well. The Bible says, if you look in your text, they are astonished at Jesus. But look with me at the climax of this passage, the very climax of the passage. We describe the scene, we describe what's going on. But look at me at the, um, the, the climax. Look at me at verse 48. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. Great distress. Mary, who knew that her son was to be the saviour, who knew her son was the salvation of God, 
who knew her son was the Holy One of God. She is searching for him. She knows as a mother who loves a child, she's anxious. But also the fact that he is of God, she's also anxious and she's confused. You can imagine she's fobbing mentally and emotionally with anxious thoughts. Wondering where is Christ? And you, you would feel that Christ would give her a, a more, um, a good response, right? You think Christ would give her, sorry, um, I didn't tell you or whatever it was. But look at the response of Jesus. Verse 49. And he said to them, why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? I must be in my father's house. Notice with me that when Mary asks Jesus, where are you? She says, I and also my father have been looking for you. Jesus says, did you not know I have to be in my father's house? We can learn that Jesus, though he has a, a, a earthly, a foster father, Joseph, Jesus Christ has a greater father. He has a greater father in who he's living for, in who he's obedient for. Yes, Joseph is his father. He lives, he, he is obedient to. But Jesus is far more obedient to God. And he says, I must be in my father's house. You guys understand the, the relationship to that? Jesus is saying that as a son of God, I have a perfect relationship to God the Father. And ultimately, I'm to live for him. And what Jesus is saying here is saying that I am here on assignment. In other words, as translations will say, Jesus is saying that I must be about my father's business. I'm here doing what God pleases me to do. Jesus is reminding his earthly parents, I'm not a normal boy. I'm not a normal 12-year-old boy. I am the son of God. And as a son of God, I've come to do God's will. And you would think that Jesus, uh, Mary and Joseph would understand that. But they couldn't understand that, as we'll see later on. And what Jesus is doing here, guys, he, he, he's showing that this, that ultimately, that because he is the son of God, who is God, and he has a perfect relationship with God the Father, He's demonstrating the relationship, you know, of the Trinity. You have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We have the Father who ordains all things. And we have the Son who is submissive, always following what the Father tells him to do. And we see that relationship here. But just two things before we move on. And I hope I'm following the time. I think I always get lost in the time here. But two things here. We must learn because of this thing, Jesus Christ did not sin. He did not sin. He knew at that time he had to be in the Father's house. And so he followed God's will at that perfect time. And so he did not sin. But if Jesus did sin, then we would all be pitiful. We would all think, wow, there's no point believing in Jesus because he would not be a perfect sacrifice. And he could not be gone. God. But Jesus did not sin. He, didn't, he did not do any wrong. 
And for children, it doesn't mean you can disobey your parents. It doesn't mean disobey your parents. We have to remember that we are not Jesus. Jesus is the son of God. We are human beings. But let's move on. So we learn that the boy Jesus is fulfilling his father's plan. Now we're going to learn this, that the boy Jesus is, is, is the boy Jesus fulfilling his father's plan as the God-man. The boy Jesus fulfilling his father's plan as the God-man. Read with me verse 50. <clears throat> and they did not understand the saying that spoke to them. And he went down with them and he came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in nature and in favor with God. So we understand here that even when Jesus said, I must be my father's house, even when Mary had Angel Gabriel come to her, even when she went to the temple to present Jesus Christ and hear from others of who Jesus Christ is and what he will come to do, she still did not understand Jesus saying to her. And it's likewise with the disciples as well. Many people took a while for Jesus, for many people took a while to understand who Jesus was. And we see here Mary's example of that, even though she had all this revelation. But it says that he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. Jesus, of course, was a man. And therefore, him being human being, found in flesh, God wrapped in flesh, he of course was submissive to his parents because that honoured God. But though Mary didn't understand these things, she treasured these things, she remembered all this, these things that Jesus had said and all that he'd done. And I'm sure later in Jesus' ministry, when he began his ministry, she started to, begin to understand why he actually came and what he's done and why that's so special. But we learn here that, and Jesus, we learn here in 52, that Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. So we learn that Jesus, the boy Jesus, is fulfilling his father's plan. But we learn that Jesus, the boy Jesus, is fulfilling the father's plan as the God man. Before you wrap up, just a few things. You may think to ourselves, how does Jesus follow God's plan? And if Jesus is God, how and why does he increase in wisdom and in stature? Surely he's, he's God, he must not have to increase in stature and wisdom. But what we see here is two important things, two natures. We see, firstly, that Jesus Christ is a man. Jesus Christ is a human being. And we know that Jesus Christ is not like us. We, are, we do wrong things. We are born into doing wrong things. But Jesus Christ is sinless. In other words, we are sinful, but Jesus Christ is sinless. A perfect human being. But in another sense, we know that Jesus Christ is God. And that Jesus Christ is divine. So we have two natures here, guys. We have the human and we have divine nature. 
Now the Bible doesn't go into full detail to describe how that works. We both know it's separate, but at the same time, it's in some way united, but we, do not, we cannot understand that. And therefore we should not, I try to understand it because in our human minds we wouldn't understand it. We should leave the things that belong to God, to God, and receive the lessons we see in the Bible with faith. And so we learn that ultimately that Luke is given just a small count of Jesus' life. We don't see it in other Gospels, but we see it in, Jesus, uh, we see it in Luke's uh, accounts of Jesus. And what Jesus is showing is that this Jesus Christ, even from young, his projectile, even before he began his ministry, was to live for God, was to fulfill God's plan. There wasn't a moment when Jesus did not fulfill God's plan. There wasn't a second he did not fulfill it. Every single second, Jesus Christ fulfilled God's plan. You see, there's never been a moment when we, even for a second, have perfectly fulfilled God's plan. But Jesus Christ, every second of his life, fulfilled God's plan. Every second of it. And it's why he came. It's the only reason why he came. And how can he fulfill God's plan? How can Jesus fulfill God's plan? Well, he had to be a man for God's plan, to live here for God's plan. But he also had to be God. Because only God could, only God could fulfill God's plan. So as a wrap-up, what a, a great encouragement for us. That's a comfort for our souls. If we are believing in Jesus, do you know why? Because you think about God's plan, God's salvation plan for our souls, for us. We may think to ourselves, who can really fulfill God's plan? Who can be a saviour? We'll live a perfect life every minute. Live a perfect life in, will, um, in, in, in live a perfect life according to God's will, what pleases God in obedience to God, who will take God's judgment, God's wrath upon us? I mean, God's wrath that we deserve. Who will stand on a cross and be a curse for us? Who will give us a perfect obedience that we can't have and clothe us with this perfect obedience to stand before God and for God to see us as perfect? It can't be us. It can't be a prophet. It can't be um, someone praying for us that we, we go to to be a mediator. It is only Jesus Christ who can do these things. He fulfilled God's plan perfectly as the Godman, even from young. And just to wrap up, lastly, just to address the children. Children, some of these things you, you may not fully understand, but like Mary, you can treasure these things. You can understand these things. Some of you are knowledgeable already. Some of you children are, are you, you have, you go to Sunday school, of course, and you understand, some, you understand a lot of these things. Um, sometimes I think you guys should be teaching me rather, but don't tell um, Andy that. But I want to tell you this, that as you understand who Jesus is, 
you start to bring along certain things to who Jesus is. So you, you say, this is Jesus. Jesus followed God's plan. Right. Jesus is saviour. This is who Jesus is. Jesus lived the perfect life. This is who Jesus is. And you treasure these things. You remember these things. And you stored up in your mind so that every time you're taught in Sunday school, taught by your parents, you, you begin to build a foundation, understanding of who Jesus is. So that when you grow up, you can grow up believing in who Christ is. Let me tell you, that's far more of a privilege than anything in this world. A great present that you will ever receive in Christmas. Understanding more and more who Jesus Christ is. And like Mary, if you keep understanding, keep concentrating, you will, at a time, begin to understand who he is. Just like Mary did. Let's go before God in prayer. Father, I thank you for um, Christ. Thank you for the plan that he uh, came to fulfill, which was yours. And I thank you that plan was perfectly fulfilled. And I thank you that we can trust and, 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 and trust our souls to you upon the plan that Christ came to fulfill. And I thank you that that can be a comfort to us. Please encourage us. Please help us to want to know more of Christ, to understand him more according to your word. Ask in Jesus' name. Amen.